Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Here we go. Let's see. It is uh, 8 April. It's the 8th of April. It's Sunday. Time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And let's see here. I've got a bandana on from, as you know, what we had Tito and his wife Jen that were visiting from the Philippines a couple weeks ago, and they left me a couple bandanas. And this one is <laughs> like the other one. It's very unique. You know, in America, we have these cloth bandanas, and you have to tie them, and your hair gets stuck in them. And this is just, all it is is a sock. It's, that's all it is. And it's, it's spongy, so it'll fit even a fat head like me. And you just put that baby on, and there you go. So that's a... Uh, that's the Philippine style of bandana, very easy to put on. It doesn't stick all over the place, and so kind of interesting. And then we have some visitors today, first from North Dakota. My not North Dakota. It's Mark and uh, his wife, Kelly. I forgot to write that down. Mark and Kelly Lotz from My not North Dakota, which is a place that when I was in the Air Force, people tried to stay away from because of the cold. You know, everyone wants Hawaii. They want Japan, all of the exciting assignments. But I can tell you that as I traveled through the United States in 2010, North Dakota was my favorite state along with Oregon. Those were my two favorite states to go through. I absolutely loved seeing North Dakota. I was astonished at how beautiful it was. And then secondly, we have Ron and Donna. Uh, your last name, sir? Elkin, thank you. I for, forgot that as well, but uh, Ron and Donna Elkin, and he is a uh, visitor to the church. They live down in Northport, but they have a ministry to Jewish people. He's a Jewish person. He's a believer in Yeshua, the Messiah, and that is his ministry, is to tell people about the Messiah that they have missed. And surprisingly, today is a perfect day for you to be here because we're going to be speaking about Leviticus 26, 40 through 46. And I would recommend Anybody that is struggling at all with dispensationalism or with replacement theology or any of these issues, that they would watch this sermon today. All right. When you debate somebody that's a replacement theologian, where are you going to go? Well, everybody goes to Paul and they use the exact same verses and they come to completely different conclusions. Okay. That's not the place to go. Paul is very clear in what he says, but if you've got something drummed in your head that the church has replaced Israel, you're going to read those verses and you're not going to understand what is going on. And you're just going to assume that what you were told is correct. You go back to the law of Moses itself and you go especially to Leviticus 26 and you go especially to the last six verses of Leviticus 26, verses 40 through 46, which we're going to go through today and you will understand completely what is the matter with replacement theology and that the Lord has not done away with Israel. Okay, so please watch those. It debunks that entirely. Our first article is from the Times of Israel. Our first category is Israel and our first article is from the Times of Israel. It's Saudi Crown Prince Recognizes Israel's Right to Exist. Talks up future ties. Now, most of you probably know this. This is for the people that have not seen this article. It is one of the most important things which has happened in recent history is this development of the ties between Saudi Arabia and Israel. This week, he says they have a right to exist, okay? And that is a real benchmark move on his part. 
In an interview with The Atlantic's Jeffrey Goldberg, Prince Mohammed laid out his vision for the future of the Middle East, including the possibility of cooperation with Israel. We already know from the past four years of updates that they are cooperating with Israel already. They're, Israel sends them drones, which are put together in Saudi Arabia. They go through a third country, etc. Well, we're seeing all of that starting to come out into light. We saw the uh, air route that was approved from India to uh, Israel going over Saudi Arabia within the past two weeks. These are things which would never have been dreamed possible just recently, and it's happening right before our eyes. And it is lining up, believe it or not, with this book right here, because it shows those alliances in Ezekiel 38. It says, um, asked whether he believes the Jewish people have a right to a nation state in at least part of their ancestral home, he, meaning the prince, replied, I believe that each people anywhere has a right to live in their peaceful nation. I believe the Fakistinians and the Israelis have the right to have their own land, but we have to have a peace agreement to assure the stability for everyone and to have normal relations. Now, the peace agreement is not a good idea. It is not in accord with the Lord's will, but it is in the Bible saying that it is going to come about. Okay, that is what is going to bring on the end times. This peace deal is going to be signed with the Antichrist, Daniel 9.27. All right, and from there, we're going to go into seven years of tribulation. The specific reason in Joel 3.1 for the Lord judging the nations is that we have divided the land. Okay, it's not what the Lord wants, but that is what the Bible says is coming. The land is going to be divided. The world is going to spin down into chaos. And we know at the halfway point of the tribulation period, the Antichrist is going to set himself up in the temple of God, proclaiming that he is God. Okay, these things are coming. It says, but we have a have to have a peace agreement to assure the stability for everybody. Did he have no religious-based objection to the existence of Israel? He was further asked, to which the crown prince replied, we have religious concerns about the fate of the holy mosque in Jerusalem and about the rights of the Fakistinian people. This is what we have. We don't have any objection against any other people. Discussing whether a shared concern over Iran was bringing Israel and Saudi Arabia together, he said, Israel's a big economy compared to their size, and it's a growing economy. And of course, there are a lot of interests we share with Israel. And if there is peace, there would be a lot of interest between Israel and the GCC, which is the Gulf community, countries or council, whatever, um, and countries like Egypt and Jordan as well. Salman also discussed the threat to the Middle East, he said, was posed by Iran. Even saying that Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, the supreme leader of the Islamic Republic, makes Hitler look good. So you can see that they really have animosity between uh, those groups of Muslims. And Israel is the key to the entire thing, just as the Bible would have shown us thousands of years ago if we read it properly. From JTA. IDF confirms terrorist bodies to be held until Hamas returns Israel's living and fallen. This is something that they should have done all along. What has happened consistently in the past is that they will have, say, prisoners. They'll have one Jewish guy held over in Gaza, okay? And we will have 40 or 50 or 200 held in Israeli prison, and they will exchange all 200 of those terrorists for one Maybe just a Jewish dead body or a living Jew. It doesn't matter to them, but it, they make these unbalanced trades. This isn't going to happen anymore. Israel's IDF coordinator of government activities in the territories, Major General Yoav Mordechai, confirmed the bodies of the terrorists killed in clashes on the Gaza border will not be returned until Hamas releases all dead and living Israeli hostages being held in the enclave. 
Israel will not rest and the residents of Gaza will know no peace until the Israelis are returned from Gaza and our fallen soldiers are brought to rest in Israel. The bodies of terrorists armed with firebombs and a bomb who tried to carry out a terror attack in Israel on 30 March have joined 24 other bodies that Israel has been holding since Operation Protective Edge and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad tunnel explosion in our territory in October of 2017. They are holding fast to this. I hope they don't waffle and do what they've done in the past. 400 of these for eight of these. It's just not... Not I, I would never make that type of trade again. From Behold Israel, U.S. blocks U.N. Security Council statement on Israel. The U.S. blocked a U.N. Security Council statement calling for an investigation of Israel following a violent clashes on the Gaza Strip. The Palestinians quickly took to using the events to manipulate the media and creating videos of fabricated IDF abuses. These included videos of IDF soldiers supposedly shooting young children and women. The IDF spokesperson's unit responded, stating IDF troops faced gunshots, infiltration attempts, damage to security infrastructure, firebombs, rocks, and rolling burning tires. The IDF operated in strict accordance with the rules of engagement, firing only when necessary and avoiding civilians strategically placed by Hamas in harm's way. IDF operational activity prevented the Hamas terrorist organization's objective to harm security infrastructure and attempts to violate Israeli sovereignty. And it's just gone on all week since this article. That was a little earlier in the week. It's been going on all week long. From the Times of Israel, Palestinian Authority slams Nikki Haley as an ambassador of hatred after she blocks anti-Israel move. All she did was veto, which was what I just read you, and they call her an ambassador of hatred. Well, good for them. Okay, from Christian News Today, before I actually give our first article, I have two things. The first one is, I mention him from time to time. It's the gospel song of the week. If you go to gsotw.org, okay, he, every week what he does is he usually takes one song and he gives you about 10 different genres on it. And so you can listen to it and it's very nice. I listen to it every week while I'm doing the Prophecy Update work. Or he may take one group that does all of these other songs. You know, he'll mix it up once in a while, but normally it's one song with a bunch of different genres. This week was one of my favorite songs ever. It's In Christ Alone. Okay, and I recommend that if you want to hear just some really beautiful versions of this song, go to it. And you'll see my comment. I made a comment on it. Uh, my favorite version is by um, Jeff Moore and Adrian Leishing, which he did not put on there. So I put it on there for him. But uh, I will tell you that if you want to just be blessed this week, go to gsotw.org and listen to his weekly. Uh, uh, and you can subscribe to it and you'll get a notification saying that this is coming. Very wonderful stuff. All right, and then I have just a really quick prayer from Trinidad. Ruth, who uh, attends online down there. Hello, Pastor Charlie. The church in Trinidad is facing a critical issue at this time. Up until now, the LGBT agenda has been illegal in this country. A citizen who is gay is now challenging the matter in court on behalf of all those who have similar lifestyle. Friday the 6th, which is yesterday or two days ago, we have... Uh, are having a peaceful march dressed in white from the parliament building to the main court in the capital city. This will be spearheaded by some of our pastors. We have collected hundreds of signatures to present to the court on behalf of those who oppose this motion. This will be done by a group of lawyers who call themselves Lawyers for Jesus. Thursday, April 12th, that's coming in a couple days, the judge will give his verdict. 
On that day, pastors and church leaders will be present outside of the court dressed in white to await the verdict. Churches throughout the country have been praying and fasting and will continue to do so next week. We covet your prayers and that of the members of the Superior Word family. So let's do that really quickly. Heavenly Father, we certainly pray for this issue. It's on the minds of faithful Christians in Trinidad, some of those who attend online here. And we thank you that these people are faithful to stand up against the spiraling eddy of wickedness, which is permeating the entire world. And we pray that this judge will look favorably upon what is just and right and not allow this in their country. But thine will be done. You know all things and you know the wickedness of the human heart. So we leave it in your capable hands, but we pray for you to divinely intervene if it is in accord with your will. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now I have one just very long article from the Jerusalem Post today. It's actually a, a, an opinion commentary, and it fits in very well with our guest that's visiting today. It's entitled, Let My People Come. It's something you may not be aware of, which goes on in Israel, and this person laid it all out very well. Jews are being threatened all over the world these days. Anti-Semitism is on an upswing and throughout Europe. Jewish neighborhoods, synagogues, and meeting places are ready targets for the Jew haters of the world and who are rapidly growing in number. And when these violent acts occur, the perpetrators do not stop to find out that particular Jew's thoughts, opinions, or positions on religion. It's enough to see that they look Jewish, are frequenting a Jewish establishment, or are living in a Jewish area. It is because of this environment that more and more of them have been seriously weighing immigration to Israel knowing that this is not only the land of their forefathers, but also the safest place on the planet to be a visible Jew. Why am I reading this in the Christian category? It's because, yet, there is a significant segment of the Jewish population who are being turned away when trying to immigrate to this safe haven. It is not because of their parentage, which doesn't qualify them. Most have two or at least one Jewish parent, so under the law of return, they are eligible for citizenship no matter what political, religious, or personal views they may hold. In fact, what they think and believe has nothing to do with their birthright. After World War II, the Israeli leaders of the young state had come to the conclusion that the law of return was necessary in an uncertain world which hated the Jews to such an extreme. Some 70 years later, there is a segment of the Jewish population which is being denied this very basic right to return to their land due to the particular conviction that they hold that Jesus of Nazareth was the Son of God and the promised Savior is foretold in the Hebrew Scriptures. It is a belief which does not change their parentage or their desire to be faithful to their cultural identity. For them, Shabbat, service in the Israeli army, celebration of the biblical holidays, and historical Jewish observance is an integral part of their identity and predisposition. They don't want to be anything but who they are. And the fact that they have been convinced that the messianic prophecies throughout the Tanakh refer to Jesus does not change their lifestyle, habits, or skin color. Many of them have non-Messianic family members in the highest places in Israel. Some of them are related to high-ranking IDF officers, to Knesset members, and even to government officials. As Israeli citizens, they live and work among non-believing Jews and are their friends and neighbors. Messianic Jews desperately need the same protections as any other Jews, for they too are in danger of being targeted and killed. 
To deny them entrance to their homeland is tantamount to turning away a ship full of concentration camp survivors. Jews who are seeking to immigrate to Israel today are forced to fill out a form which asks the question, have you ever been a Messianic Jew or have you ever believed in Jesus as Messiah? As a Messianic Jew, the choice is to either lie or risk being turned down immediately the minute you answer in the affirmative. By today's interior ministry practices, Messianic Jews will either have to fork over large sums of cash to bring the battle to live in their homeland to court, or you have to be untruthful. There is a third option, and that option is to fight this horrendous injustice. It is unconscionable for Jewish-born individuals to be turned away at this point in history by other Jews. It is unconscionable for one's personal beliefs to be the determining factor regarding whether one is a desirable addition to the Israeli population. It is time for the doors to be opened and welcoming to all Jews, regardless of their opinions and views, so long as they are willing to live as law-abiding citizens, which they would be the very best of all citizens, with respect and deference to others and to their government. It is time to put aside this particular phobia and accept that Jews do not come in one size and shape. Among the ranks of Jews are Buddhists, Scientologists, and atheists. All are afforded the right to live here and the protection which comes with that right. We stand with the Messianic Jews who very much want to live here and be a part of this amazing country and proclaim as their forefather Moses once did, let my people go from their countries of exile and let my people come to Israel from Newsbusters. I'm just going to read, I, I'm not going to read any of the article because it's so gross that I just can't read it, but I just want you to know what kind of sick people we're dealing with and not to watch this guy if you ever have. <laughs> Stephen Colbert, I think it's how you pronounce his name, Easter Trump Show. Stephen Colbert. Okay, Stephen Colbert, Easter Trump Show. How do grown adults still worship Jesus was his question. The entire article is so perverted, it's so sick, I just, I just can't read it, but Colbert says he is a practicing Catholic, but this was his idea of Easter programming on the holiest Christian day of the year. So if you uh, ever watch him, I would suggest you don't watch him. He has no love for Jesus. Or our president. It was just perverted. It was absolutely perverted. From Fox News, just the title, Google snubbed Easter with no doodle for the 18th year in a row. You know, on any day you click on Google, they have a doodle of what's going on in the world that day. 18 years in a row, they have not acknowledged Easter. From Islam today, from Ynet, Pope says, defenseless, being killed in the Holy Land. I wish he would just be quiet. He's talking about the Gaza riots. From Ynet, IDF posts photo of Fakistinian protester with a weapon. Okay, so they got him out there and they're doing exactly why they're being shot is because they're bringing weapons and shooting at the Jews. From Times of Israel, IDF, at least 10 of the 16 killed, and there's been more since this article, at the Gaza border were members of terror groups. From the Times of Israel, U.S. slams Gaza leaders who send children to the border knowing they may be killed. Yes, they're putting them right up in the front and hoping they'll get shot so they get a little bit of uh, uh, publicity out of that. And finally, from the Times of Israel, IDF footage shows Gazan approaching border with a rifle before an airstrike. And we'll go on. Times of Israel, Hamas accused of playing into Israel's hands in wake of Gaza protest. 
Palestinian analysts and activists criticized the Hamas terror group for claiming some of the Palestinians killed along the Israel-Gaza border as members of its military wing. They, they claim these are members of our military wing, a move the critics argued served Israel. They didn't think this through very well. Hamas made a mistake in rushing to publish old photos of the dead men in military fatigues, thus creating the impression that they had been killed in armed clashes, which they were, between Hamas fighters and the IDF as part of a violent terrorism campaign. Hamas announced shortly after clashes that five killed by IDF gunfire were members of the terror group's military wing Izad Din al-Qassam brigades. The Hamas critics also warned against the militarization of the March of Return. Well, that was its original intent anyway. But anyway, arguing that such a move would play into Israel's hands and damage the Palestinian campaign. And that's all it's done. They have lost a lot of favor in the world except with the extreme left, which they will never lose favor with them. But from the New Observer, Bangladeshi invaders arrested at U.S.-Mexico border. This is just this past week. A CBP press release said that on March 28, 29, Border Patrol agents in Laredo, Texas, arrested eight illegal aliens from the country of Bangladesh. The subjects were encountered during two different events after they illegally crossed the Rio Grande River in South Laredo, and that the Laredo Sector Border Patrol continues to have the highest apprehension of Bangladeshi nationals compared to other border sector patrols. It goes to show that our agents are arresting people from all over the world on a daily basis. This is not just a Mexico crisis, folks. Their intentions for entering the country illegally can only be determined after they have been arrested. Earlier in March, Border Patrol agents in Laredo, Texas, arrested another nine illegals from Bangladesh in the same area. I went to the uh, Internet and I checked. Bangladesh is 90.4% Muslim. Thank you. Okay, so we know why they're coming over here. It's not to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. It is to destroy it. All right, from The Guardian. London murder rate set for 13-year high after 31st stabbing death. London's murder rate is on a course to hit its highest level for more than a decade after another person was stabbed to death on the Capitol streets after leaving a bar. More since that article. Yes, it's a Muslim mayor, and it has been completely infiltrated by Muslims, entire sectors. And it's gone free, by the way. Can't defend yourself. Uh, Mail Online, London murder rate higher than New York's for the first time after 12 killings in 19 days. So they're just absolutely butchering each other over there. From the Express, horror on the streets of Germany. State of emergency declared as 80 men brawl with machetes. Police were called to the out market area of the city over reports of the mass brawl. The scores of men were also using telescopic batons in the fight in Drewsburg, which is on the west of Germany. Police said they were spat at and had objects hurled at them. A police official told the newspaper Der Western there are three rival groups. It may be a conflict between Turks, Lebanese, and Kurds. The police spokesman said similar incidents had taken place the previous night and the week before. Police are looking into whether there is a connection. Well, I guarantee you there is. From Mail Online, Putin cements powerful new alliance with Iran, Turkey, and challenge to Trump and the West as the three leaders vow to bring a lasting ceasefire to Syria at summit in 
Ankara. Okay, they all met this past week. We have the three major players of Gog Magog with others coming, Libya and the Sudan. They will be aligned with them, as the Bible says. We have Israel. We now have Saudi Arabia, who is working with them. We've got all of the other players. Egypt, not mentioned, is coming against Israel. It is lining up so quickly. It says, um, just uh, one sentence, trio forms from unlikely allies as Iran and Russia back the Syrian regime while Turkey backs free Syrian army rebels. Partnership is increasingly diminishing Western influence in the region as Trump mulls pulling troops out. Okay, serious stuff going on in the world right now. There will not be peace in Syria. They will just get control of it, and then they will use that as a launching point to come against Israel. Mongolia today, Xinhua Net, Mongolia's central bank purchased 2.3 tons of gold in the first quarter. The Bank of Mongolia said it purchased 2.3 tons of gold from legal entities and individuals in the first quarter of this year, up 2.1% from the period last year. As of March, the central bank's average gold price was 42.56 U.S. dollars per gram, which corresponds to a low rate on the London Metal Exchange. It is expected that the gold purchase will increase with the start of peak gold mining in August, September, and October. They have vast sums of gold in the ground there. The gold producers, in cooperation with the government of Mongolia, have carried out a number of measures directed in enriching the Treasury Fund and improving the legal environment on foreign exchange over the past five years. Annual gold production has not surpassed 20 tons since 2005 when it reached its record high at 25 tons. Well, this year will be a big year and they'll be just as rich as they can be. Mongolia taking over the world, one country at a time, one financial institution at a time. From Daniel 12 Technology Today, Mail Online, no more secrets. Most of you have probably seen this. If it makes drudge, you've seen it, but I still am impressed by it and horrified by it. No more secrets. New mind-reading machine can translate your thoughts and display them as text instantly. It can now read your thoughts out of your brain and display it as a text in your hand, okay? Researchers say they have developed a machine that can translate our thoughts. The astonishing machine will analyze what you are thinking and display it as text. Scientists hope that the machine can be used by people who are unable to speak. Good job. Help the people that can't speak. Guess what? You can use it against people by putting it on their head and taking out their thoughts and saying, you're guilty of thinking this thought now, okay? Whether you act on it or not, that is Minority Report 101 right there. But it's very interesting, it's very cool, and it's very spooky. Learn to think about a blank sheet of paper. Blank sheet of paper, that's right. Learn to think about a blank sheet. This side, folks, not this side, okay? Um, let's see here, Zero Hedge. Lockheed Martin patents nuclear fusion-powered fighter jet. Yes, imagine that. We're not talking nuclear fission, we're talking nuclear fusion. Lockheed Martin has secretly been developing a game-changing compact nuclear fusion reactor that could potentially fit into a single fighter jet. The Maryland-based defense contractor recently obtained a patent associated with its design for a fully compact fusion reactor after filing for the patent in 2014. If the latest patent from the defense company serves as a benchmark, Nuclear fusion technology could revolutionize the aeronautic industry and eventually begin the quantum leap from fossil fuels to compact fusion reactors for the industry. The prototype system would be the size of a normal shipping container. Right now it's rather large, okay, but capable of producing enough energy to power 80,000 residential homes or a Nimitz-class aircraft carrier sometime in the next year or so. 
Lockheed indicates that the compact size of the reactor has induced a technology revolution, which instead of taking five years to design and build a concept, it takes only a few months. As the technology advances, the size of the fusion reactor shrinks. Lockheed has dropped the bombshell and indicated the reactor could be ready to mount on a truck, aircraft, ship, train, spacecraft, or submarine. Across the board, Lockheed could revolutionize the transportation industry in the very near term. So we have, what is it, back to the future coming true before our very eyes. We got the flux capacitor, it's fluxing, and we just put it in gear, get over 88 miles an hour, and off we go. Revelation plagues today. If you didn't see the movie, it's wonderful. It's no perversion or anything in the old Back to the Future movie. It's one of those innocent Arab gone by movies. Uh, let's see here. From the Sacramento Bee, a pill could make your blood poisonous to mosquitoes. This is good and bad as well. Research shows high doses of ivermectin, a pill used to fight parasites, can turn human blood poisonous to mosquitoes. The medication could be used to help stem the spread of malaria. The only problem is it bites you in order to get the, you know, so you're going to get it anyway, but here we go. The new study revealed that the blood of patients who took three high doses of ivermectin in a pill form over three days remained poisonous to mosquitoes for up to 28 days. The study found that patients suffered few side effects from the medication, though all were already suffering from malaria. Malaria, a mosquito-borne disease caused by a parasite, infected 216 million people and killed 445,000 worldwide in 2016. That's a lot of people, all right? If they can get this and it will help reduce that, that would be wonderful. Our brother Isaac over in uh, Uganda, who uh, we help out quite often from this church and from the people online, has had malaria a couple times. And, you know, I, I always worry because it, it, it can be lethal. I will announce something about him next week. I'll just give you a little uh, update on it right now is that he is continuing with the school project that he started. The walls are up, the schools are built, they are in the schools and working. Now he needs to have the schools completed and it's about a $9,000 budget. Um, I got somebody that sent me some money yesterday and that's going to Isaac this week. But if anybody wants to help with that school project, this man does more than any person I know on this planet for the poor and helpless in his area, okay? He's not just somebody that sits on his hands. So I'll announce that next week when I have the figures out. I didn't have time to put it together this week, but uh, we want to get that school completely finished so that when it's raining and stuff, they won't have to worry about, you know, being soaked while they're in school. But he, they've been in the school that he, they've built and that people contributed to, and um it's really wonderful to see the videos of those children learning. And guess what they're learning in the school? B-I-B-L-E. That's right. Wonderful stuff. I was watching a video and almost in tears over it. Okay, let's see here. So uh, malaria um, this, uh, reports the CDC. Africa and South Asia are hot zones for malaria, though about 1,700 cases are diagnosed in the U.S. each year, mostly in travelers. From the New York Post, New York City sees largest increase in tuberculosis cases in 26 years. The number of tuberculosis cases in New York City suddenly jumped by 10% last year, the largest increase since 1992, according to the health department. Tuberculosis is a highly infectious bacterial disease that largely attacks the lungs, but can also infect and spread to other organs, including the kidneys, spine, or brain. TB has been on the decline in the city since peaking at 3,811 cases in 1992. In an alert to medical professionals, the health department offered no explanation for the surge. 
People at high risk for TB include substance abusers and people with HIV. The alert urges doctors to test high-risk patients for TB. Chest imaging is used to see if someone tests positive for the disease. The TB rate in New York City is 7.5 per 100,000 persons, more than double the provisional 2017 national rate of 2.8 per 100,000. It's got to be what I think they say that it's uh, malnutrition adds to that, uncleanness. There's all kinds of things that add to it, but New York isn't doing well. Morality today from the Christian Journal, ACLU, Lambda, Legal, Sue, Ohio to obtain birth certificate change for those with gender dysphoria. This is the ACLU and a gay rights organization. Now, this is what is this doing? It's changing history. You're born as a boy or a female, and these people 30 years later say, well, I want to be a girl, and I want you to change my birth certificate. That's, that's changing history. That's absolutely crazy. The ACLU of Ohio and the transgender advocacy group Lambda Legal have filed a lawsuit against the Ohio Department of Health and the Office of Vital Statistics in an effort to force the state to allow those with gender dysphoria, which isn't even a real thing, to change the sex on their birth certificate. The organizations claim that the state's practice of declining to issue an amended document deprives the person of an accurate birth certificate. It's crazy, absolutely crazy where we're heading in this world. From LifeSite, San Francisco bans fur sales to protect animals, but killing unborn babies is perfectly fine. Yeah, I just don't get it. This occurred a mere eight months after San Francisco city leaders examined an old auto shop and determined that it was the perfect place for parenthood to systematically kill unborn babies for profit. San Francisco's Board of Supervisors banned the sale of all fur items, including souvenirs and accessories, and prohibited fur items purchased online from being delivered to any San Francisco address. You can kill a baby, but you can't do anything about... Lopsided. Lopsided. From Fox. Idaho to require personal details of women getting abortions, including how many in past. This is very good. This is one of the strongest abortion uh, laws that has been passed in the nation. It's by Butch Otter, who is a guy that we got to meet personally when we traveled around the nation. Idaho will require abortion providers to report how many times their patients have terminated a pregnancy in the past and other personal information under the latest pro-life law approved in the state. Governor Butch Otter signed the legislation just two days after approving a measure requiring women seeking abortions to be informed that drug-induced procedures can be halted halfway, despite opposition from medical groups that say there is little evidence to support this claim. Providers will now be mandated by law to report a woman's age, race, how many children she has, and if any of their children have died, and how many abortions they have had in the past. The legislation outlines a list of abortion complications such as infection, blood clots, clots, and hemorrhaging that providers, hospitals, and clinics must report to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. Depression, anxiety, and sleeping disorders are also on the list. They are doing great things out in Idaho right now, and I hope other states will follow suit. From our other category, Mail Online, if we all protect each other, we'll get through this together. Okay, this goes back to the last week when that big march was coming up from Honduras, and I talked about it a little bit. I just want to—I want you to think about what came to my mind. Probably some of you thought the same thing. Army of more than 1,000 Central Americans fleeing violence and unrest march unchallenged 
through Mexico towards the U.S. border. So my thought is, if they left their homeland of Honduras, which has bad stuff going on, and now they are in Mexico and they're unchallenged, then why don't they just stay in Mexico? Right. It is it is a just a, a attack against our president is all this is. All they had to do is walk south of their border. You know, Venezuela's crumbling, and we've reported on this again and again. What do the people do? They simply get up and they go to Colombia. That's all they need to do. And these people are coming as an attack against our country. It's being led by the left in our nation. That's what's going on here. Okay, Washington Examiner, third Mexican town welcomes migrant caravan 400 miles closer to U.S. Once again, they welcomed them. Well, good, let them stay. Wired, YouTube will link directly to Wikipedia to fight conspiracy theorists. Now, this is a good thing and it's a bad thing. Wikipedia, anybody can change Wikipedia anytime they want. So it's not really a reliable source, but it is a good source if you go to it. What they're going to do, they've been really hammered for taking people's videos down when they have a right to put out what they want to put out. So instead of taking them down now, they're just going to mandatory link Wikipedia and the truth as Wikipedia sees it. Well, who cares about that? If you want to read the link, don't read the link. But if it will keep people from being banned from YouTube, I would agree with this, okay? And it doesn't harm anything. You don't have to click on the link. So the decision to include links to other websites represents a dramatic shift for YouTube, which has historically existed as a mostly contained ecosystem. It's also notable that YouTube chose to link out to text-based sites rather than rearrange their own search algorithm to further favor content from truthful creators and video journalists. One reason for the decision might be that YouTube wants to avoid the perception that it is rigging its platform to favor certain creators, a criticism it has faced in the past, and rightly so, I would say. It also prevents YouTube from having to censor content outright, serving as the ultimate arbiter of truth. I'm glad that they are doing this. We'll see where it goes. People can still watch the videos, but then they have access to additional information. Well, if they want, they can access anything they want at the bottom of our site. I don't care what they put down there. I'm going to preach from the Bible, and if people want a different view and they want to put that on there saying that the Bible isn't true, hey, I'm getting free service from YouTube. I don't pay anything. I upload there for free. They can put anything they want as long as they leave my video alone. That's all that matters to me. So there you go. It's, it's good and it's bad, but it's the world we live in. From Zero Hedge, in unprecedented move, China plans to pay for oil imports with yuan instead of dollar. Now, this is something we have talked about for the past three years. I've been saying this is coming. I've been saying it's coming, and it has come. We're going to see if this affects the U.S. or not, because right now, or up until this happened, all oil on the planet was traded in U.S. dollars. That has been our, we have our reserves in the oil. In other words, it's, it's always something that protects the United States currency. If this ends, which it is with China now, it could cause our currency to collapse. I've been saying this for three years. We're going to have to see where it goes. But here's the article. Just days after Beijing officially launched yuan-denominated crude oil futures, which are expected to quickly become the third global price benchmark along with Brent and WTI, China took the next major step in challenging the dollar's supremacy as global reserve currency and internationalizing the yuan. When on Thursday... Reuters reported that China took the first steps to paying for crude oil imports in its own currency instead of U.S. dollars. A pilot program for yuan payment 
could be launched as soon as the second half of the year, and regulators have already asked some financial institutions to prepare for pricing crude imports in the yuan. According to the proposed plan, Beijing would start with purchases from Russia and Angola, two nations which, like China, are keen to break the dollar's global dominance. They are also two of the top suppliers of crude to China, along with Saudi Arabia. A change in the default crude oil transaction currency, which for decades has been the petrodollar, blessing the U.S. with global reserve currency status, would have monumental consequences for capital allocations and trade flows, not to mention geopolitics. A shift in just a small part of global oil trade into the yuan is potentially huge. Oil is the world's most traded commodity with an annual trade value of around $14 trillion roughly equivalent to China's GDP last year. Currently, virtually all global crude oil trading is in dollars, barring an estimated 1% in other currencies. This is the basis of U.S. dominance in the world economy. However, this status quo may be changing fast. Superficially for China, it would be a matter of nationalistic pride to see the oil trade transact in yuan. Being the biggest buyer of oil, it's only natural for China to push for the usage of yuan for payment settlement. This will also provide the yuan liquidity in the global market. Very interesting, and it's coming very soon to a world near you. From Yahoo, U.S. to begin fighter-mounted laser testing this summer. The USAF will begin testing a laser that will be mounted on an F-15. The Pentagon awarded a $26 million contract to Lockheed Martin for a laser program called SHIELD, which is Self-Protect High Energy Laser Demonstrator. The idea is to put a laser system on aircraft with an output of 50 kilowatts to test their ability to zap drones or cruise missiles. There are some technological challenges that we have to overcome, mainly size, weight, power. Military laser beams are invisible to the naked eye. By focusing beam on a target, the technology rapidly heats it up inside, causing it to crash or explode. So we'll see where that goes. It's very interesting. Zero hedge. Hillary Clinton suffers 90% cut in speech fee. Good job. And USA Today, President Trump donates his fourth quarter salary to infrastructure projects. Thank you, President Trump, for being such a light and then we have uh, a less wreck for you. Messianics are out in the cold. They are treated as crooks by the old. If Yeshua is your Lord, you are greatly abhorred, and you'll never be part of our fold. Good job, Les. He's Jewish, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but there you go. Our irony of the week. I have two of them. This is entitled, You're Fired. Okay, mail online. I, I know this is kind of sad. It didn't kill the person, but I just want you to know. High school teacher accidentally fires gun, injuring a 17-year-old student during a firearm safety class. So there you go. And then from Drudge, you're fired. He is risen. Arizona mom tasered her son to get out of bed for Easter service. Yes, he is risen. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.